6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Thanks for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. A little dreary, a little dreek out there, but things turning around, as I just mentioned. I was talking to my sister-in-law earlier today, my niece, heading off to her first year of of university. Lots to think about, and I know that's on the minds of of a lot of people as... You know, their kids, um, you know, their, their, their loved ones. Um, maybe you're heading to university for the first time or college for first time or trade school, whatever it is, but they're heading into post-secondary education. And you know what? The institutions across this country um, have been grappling with what to do about vaccines among students. Uh, Some Canadian schools, mainly in Ontario, are saying that vaccines are mandatory. Uh, At the University of Alberta, 80% of classes will be in person, but there are no plans to request proof of immunization to work or to learn on campus. Wanted to talk more about this with Kevin Fries, who is the Assistant Dean of Students, Health and Wellness at the U of A. Kevin, welcome to 630 Chad. Hi, Jalen. Glad to be here. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It must be just thrilling to be thinking about getting back uh, to somewhat normal on campus, having students back in class, having people back in the offices, um, you know, after the last year and a half. You know, I, I think you, you put it perfectly. It's it's trying to figure out what that near normal experience is going to look like this fall. And we know that, you know, many of our students as well as our faculty and staff are really looking forward to getting back to uh, some sort of in, in, in-person experience this fall. And uh, at the same time, trying to plan and, and be respectful of where people are at, recognizing that some are probably feeling a little bit of anxiety and a little bit of stress about, uh, about what this fall is going to look like. Yeah, how tricky has it been? To, to find that balance between um, you know post-secondary life and in public health it's uh, so certainly it's been an ongoing process the university of course has been managing their response to COVID-19 over the past 18 months and uh, trying to walk that line about making sure that we're we're following uh, uh, best practice and, and uh, public health guidelines and in, in terms of how we're responding as we're looking to the fall um, of course uh, the, the trickiness is trying to ensure that we're uh, adhering to those guidelines, trying to provide as much of a, an in-person experience as possible for people, uh, but also ensuring that we have access to remote uh, learning experiences uh, for for those situations where we know that some individuals just won't be able to be on campus for you know for a variety of reasons, whether it has to do with travel restrictions or or their health uh, mm-hmm. situation. So, trying to take the best of what we've learned from the past eighteen months in terms terms of uh, uh, providing a remote experience to our community and and melding that with that in-person experience. Kevin Fries from the U of A joining me this afternoon. We know um, from the statistics that that 18 to 29 age range has some of the lowest vaccine uptake in the province and across Canada. It's not bad, but it is on the the lowest, uh, on the lower end compared to uh, all the other age ranges. We know, as I mentioned, some schools saying vaccine is going to be mandatory to a attend in person. Can you take me through the decision-making process on the decision that the U of A made? Because it, it does not plan to have uh, or to, to request proof of vaccine, but is urging staff and students to get vaccinated. So take me through that process uh, in making that decision. 
Yeah, for sure. So the university's uh, public health response team is is the section of our uh, our administration that specifically deals with events like this, and they've been managing our response uh, uh, to the pandemic uh, since its inception. Uh, so it's been working closely with Alberta Health Services and with the CMOH uh, to ensure that we're adhering to uh, best practice and the guidelines that are uh, have been uh, put out uh, uh, to. Uh, support the public health of, of Albertans and, and the greater community. Um, while it's not uh, a requirement for vaccination uh, in the province, it's certainly being encouraged mm-hmm. and the university has tra- taken a strong stand in that regard to uh, to strongly promote and encourage vaccination. So we are actively undertaking a phased education approach with our community, ensuring that we're educating them about the importance of getting vaccinated, uh, encouraging uh, continued um, uh, masking uh, as much as possible and, and trying to ensure that we are reducing the stigma for individuals who, who again, may, you know, may choose to, to mask and or get vaccinated um, and, uh, and uh, not uh, put some people in an in a uncomfortable position where they may feel like they're being stigmatized for choosing to wear a mask or choosing to social distance and so on and so forth. So trying to educate people about that is, is really central to, to our approach, um, as well as uh, ensuring that people have easy access to vaccines uh, mm-hmm. within our campus community. Yeah, you know, I was talking to an epidemiologist earlier today saying, you know, it's really important for, you know, that age range to actually now to bring vaccine to them, right? And so that's going to be an interesting part of this. Kevin, we know that congregate settings have been a challenge during the pandemic. We saw the virus spread through those settings very easily, very quickly. So I'm wondering what will be done to to mitigate um, that in, in places like dorms, residences, that sort of thing. Yeah, a, a great question. Uh, so we are actively working to roll out uh, COVID-19 vaccination uh, clinic to our residents community and uh, actually was just in a meeting on that very topic here this afternoon. So our plan is to, to again, strongly encourage and make that, uh, that opportunity available to individuals and really bring it to them uh, in a setting where they may be more comfortable to receive that vaccination. Uh, so we plan to do that in our residents but we also are looking at setting up multiple uh, sites within the university community during the first uh, first couple of weeks that our students, faculty and staff are returning to campus uh, when they're most likely to be um, getting excited about the return but also maybe being mindful about uh, about those crowds and, and congregate spaces. So uh, we will be doing that uh, alongside our ongoing access to, to vaccines through our university health center medical clinic on campus and our pharmacy uh, located within the university community and making sure at our Augustana campus um, that uh, our, our members of the cameras community are aware of mm. where the local clinics are being held for, for vaccinations as well. Um, and then working very closely uh, with some of our stakeholders within the university community to explore the possibility of additional incentives uh, to try to encourage okay. uh, vaccination for people. Interesting. What, what will happen? Like I, I'm thinking back to uh, the res that I stayed in when I went to college and, and Kevin that was a long time ago um, you know but it was a it was a bit of a mess at times um, you know I, I'm wondering what what will be done if there is a case for example in in res or in in a dorm 
what is what is the um, what will be the protocol that you will follow after something like that? Our, our residents community has been working really closely with our public health response team to uh, to ensure that we've got a process in place that allows someone uh, to self-isolate if they're they're not feeling well and ensure that they've got uh, uh, meal delivery or meal supports in place um, as the case may be required and then depending on the type of living arrangement that they're in within our community because of course we've got both congregate living as well as individual suites yeah. um, there's there's varying processes for how uh, those individuals would be supported and and uh, checked in on making sure that their uh, health needs are being met as well as any social uh, social needs that they have and uh, and in particular for our international community mm-hmm. uh, we've been working with our, our University of Alberta international team to ensure that we've got uh, protocols in place that meet those requirements as well as meeting the federal requirements that are in place for uh, individuals who are traveling to Canada for studies. Kevin, uh, great stuff, interesting stuff. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Let's uh, touch base again come the fall, okay? Thanks so much, Jalen. Yeah, Appreciate it. Yeah, Kevin Fries joining me this afternoon, the U of A Assistant Dean of Students Health and Wellness, looking ahead to return to school in September and what that is going to look like as you heard the U of A not requiring uh, proof of immunization to work or learn on campus. Other schools in the country and in the U.S. are requiring that. So uh, you heard uh, Kevin talking about uh, how this is going to unfold. We'll check in with him as I said in the fall and see how it actually does unfold.